What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Permission to Pivot podcast season two. I'm your host, Jasmine. In this season, we're diving into conversations about mental health, wellness, and pivots. I'm talking with lots of mental health and wellness experts and enthusiasts. And so I'm so excited to have today's guest. She is a dear, dear, dear friend to me. Um, Her name is Amber. Amber, could you let our audience know who you are, what you do, and where you're at? Yeah. So first off, yes, this is my friend, Joel. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for having me. Showing up for you is so easy because you always show up for me. So I honor you with this podcast. But I am Amber Underwood. I am the greatest expression of believing big, healing, and becoming as a gift to those that I'm called to, to empower them to do the very same thing. I work as a school-based mental health therapist here in Birmingham, Alabama. And just where I am today, I would like to call this season of my life starting up and starting over. So yeah, thank you for having me. I love it. I love that intro. Um, So I want to lean into a little bit because you talked about you do work with kids. And so I'm curious to know how you think or based on your work that you do with kids and obviously like you're an adult. And so I'm curious to know your thoughts on how traumatic or positive experiences we have as children, how they impact our mental health and how those things are connected to our decisions to pivot and transition. So yeah, I am a school-based mental health therapist. I'm at four different schools in Birmingham. Last year I worked with middle schoolers and I actually pivoted. I pivoted from middle school to high school just because the type of work that I do is very deep and it's very intensive. And I was finding that the middle schoolers, we all remember how middle school was that that middle age range where you were just all over the place, your hormones are coming. You don't know if it's depression or if it's really just your hormones being your hormones. So because of the work that I do, it was very hard for me to meet them where they were because I didn't really know where they were. So I left that to someone that is called to that and I transitioned to high schoolers. So I work with um, ninth graders through 12th graders. In the future, I do wanna work with college students, but what I found with my current population, I wanna start by saying that times have drastically changed. Um, And so what I mean by that is like, I think alcohol and drugs have like always been around, but they have not been so easily accessible to kids as they are nowadays. So I'm finding that a lot of my high schoolers that I work with, they're dealing with the depression and the anxiety and the low self-esteem and the negative view of self. But the root of that has been lately their choice of drug usage, vaping, um, weed, even shrooms, like shrooms and them having real deal traumatic experiences. And so just now having to pivot again and learn about why they use, because, you know, when I work with women um, in drug abuse, they didn't really start young. They started from like abusive relationships or, you know, not having the resources, the financial resources to do some of the things that they were trying to do. Whereas young students, students, we are trying to find ourselves. We're trying to fit in. And so I I know firsthand, I've got students that are literally only doing this because they are trying to fit in, not knowing the effects that it will later have on their mental health. And so now we're having to deal with a substance abuse issue, but we're also having to deal with 
when you withdraw, like what, what you're going to feel in your mind and in your emotions. And that is anxiety. That is the effects of withdrawal, coupled with a lot of the stuff that you initially came to before, which was childhood trauma. Um, I've got students that whose parents are not present. And so they've had to literally raise themselves. So sometimes I feel like I'm working with adults because again, times have changed and everybody's trying to grow up fast. But in essence, um, I found that the root with, within today's population is when you have social media and you have all these things at your exposal and you don't really know who you are because realistically our frontal lobe is not developed until we 18, we're 18. So like, judgment is already off. And because you don't have that mm. full awareness, you're just putting your hands in all these different places, not knowing that it's going to have a long-term impact on your mental and your emotional health. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, first, kudos to you for the population that you work with. Um, I have a niece that's 14 and I love her dearly. Um, and, and I know that like, it's just, it's very different. And it's challenging to be a teenager like in 2023. And so kudos to you for the work that you do and supporting students through processing, right? Like their feelings, their emotions, the trauma, substance abuse, like all of the things, right? Um, and we know, right, that substance abuse, often people choose substances as coping strategies. And so I'm curious to know in your in your own lived experience, what are some of the coping strategies that you've used when you've pivoted, um, good and bad, right? Because I know that there are there are good coping strategies that we often develop, and then there are typically like bad ones that like we have learned somewhere along the way that we have to unlearn. And so I'm curious to know. Maybe the question is, what what are the bad coping strategies that you've unlearned in your transitions and pivots, and what new coping strategies did you replace those strategies with? Yeah, you come in with the questions. I'm going to have to say a coping strategy that I did not know was a strategy of mine was that when I'm in places of transition, places of failure, places of trying to figure it out, and I, I realized this through starting up and starting over in the season, I tend to stray from doing things that actually help me in these periods of time. So what I mean by that is I work out at least three times a week. I've noticed that in the past, I'm going to say this year, I can look back and I had not worked out in a month and a half. And it's because of where I am in my current life. Well, that does not help me feel better. That does not help me make this process a little lighter. Um, so I think a bad coping strategy was not working out. And then in not working out, my appetite is not as... Um, high as it normally is. And so I'm not the type of person that when I'm stressed, like I know there are people that when they stress, they gain weight. When I'm stressed and I'm not using healthy coping strategies, I actually lose weight. So I know like, okay, this isn't, this isn't right. Like I need to readjust. I need to pivot. And so in pivoting in this season, I've made a commitment to obviously calling my people for accountability, having belief in myself, but also showing up to make sure that I treat my body with love and care. I can't serve these students if I'm not serving myself first. And then one that I've just found that's really healthy that I've done for a while, but I've done more so this year is I'm journaling like crazy. Like one day's journal entry is like six pages. So bad coping strategies, not working out, healthy coping strategies, journaling so much, processing my emotions, getting all that stuff out. 
Yeah. Um, I'm also someone who I typically am going to stray away from the things that I should be doing. Um, and then I get upset because like, I'm not doing them. I know I should be doing them. And then, you know, there's grace for that. Um, yeah. but I am curious because I know that you're a journaler. I'm also, um, I'm getting back into journaling and like learning how to do that better. And so for the listeners who maybe are in a transition or a pivot or just wanting to adopt more healthy coping strategies for the future and journaling is something that is of interest to them, what are some tips, techniques, hacks that you've learned in your years of journaling, right? That um, you could give to someone maybe who is a bit more timid and like, I don't know what to write and I don't know what to say. I don't know, like, is it a letter to myself? Is this a letter? Like, what do I do and say? And so do you have any advice for folks who maybe want to adopt that as a coping strategy and don't necessarily know where to start? Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to say that my advice, it's twofold. So I'm a, I'm a journaler. And so because I'm a journaler, I want everyone else to journal. Like I just, I see the benefits of it, reduce anxiety, stress, you think more clearly, you can charge through, power through your day. But I've learned through trying to get my clients to do that, that that is not for everyone or the way that I do it is not for everyone. Um, and how I knew that is that some would come back and they had not completed their homework and then others would. And it's because they found a liking to it. Um, but through that, I had to learn, OK, you have to know yourself. So if you know that this style of writing is not for you. Maybe you shouldn't do it this way. So for the ones that I'll say this for the ones that want to journal, one, know yourself. And what I mean by that, particularly for those that want to journal, know if you can sit there for 10 minutes and journal. Know if you need to set a timer for one minute and journal. Just pace yourself into it and then watch literally what happens unfold on the paper. For those that want to journal but are also a little hesitant, I would encourage, and I found this to be successful with a few of my clients, I would encourage you to pull out your phone and go to your notes app. And so instead of physically writing, type it out because we spend all of our time on our phones anyways you get on social media you're texting maybe that's like a way for a segue for you to go into it but i think overall it would be we've got to know ourselves and we've got to know what works for this one may not work for this one but as long as you are committed to showing up for yourself and experiencing the evolution that journaling does bring you'll find success for sure yeah i love that i love that it really starts with like one like the self-awareness of like am I someone who can sit down and like be out of task for 30 minutes or am I someone who like five minutes is my max um and so understanding like the self-awareness of who you are and, and what you need right in the season that you're in but I think the other thing that you sort of shared in that is that like you can explore and and I would say not just in journaling but but I would argue that it with coping strategies broadly right is that like what works for one person might not work for you. The frequency or the cadence that may work for someone at the gym or whatever it is, like insert a healthy coping strategy, the frequency that someone else has may not work for you, but you can explore the activities, the cadence, the frequency, all of those things that do work so that, like you said, you can make the commitment to yourself so that you can see the evolution of what it, what it looks like when you lean into like healthier coping strategies, whether that's journaling, that's working out, you know, that's whatever, choose, insert the thing that you do that helps to recenter you. Um, and so I love that you sort of honor that, especially with your clients, right? Of like, yeah, 
this the way I do it may not work for you, but here's some ways that you can try it and just see see what see what sticks and see what doesn't stick. Uh, you talked a little bit in your last response about knowing yourself, and I think self awareness, self reflection is such a huge part of just mental well being, but I think also of like pivots and transitions, right? And so I'm curious to know in your journey to know yourself better, what have been some of the hurdles that you've experienced? Um, particularly when you've been in seasons of transition and pivoting? First, I'm still growing. I'm still learning. Like I said, this season is called starting up and starting over. Let's put that out there, which which also means if I'm starting up and starting over at this level, I've become a different person. And what worked at that level is not going to work at this level. So I've got to shove different. But I think in knowing that, the hurdle has been loosening the grip on the way I used to do it and accepting the the new way that I don't even know is going to be done. I just got to walk this process out and trust that it'll come to me. But it's really just letting go, like truly letting go. And I think it's, I feel like it's harder. I feel like it's harder as you get older because like I just turned 30. And so in my mind, I'm like, I got to have all the things together. Like, but I don't have all the things together. And so because I don't have all the things together, I'm having to let go. So for my early 20 listeners, 20-something listeners, learn to let it go now so that when you get up get up here to this next level, because 30 is really where it's at. But again, like, you've got to learn to let go. And yes, like, y'all can have the 20s. Y'all can have the 20s. Yeah, like, yeah all over here in the 30s. Put me here. And in order for me to keep evolving, I've got to get over the hurdle of letting go. And, you know, we, we fight right now, but we're going to get it. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I want to reiterate what Amber said. The 30s is where it's at. I really have big feelings about coming into this decade. I've been here for a few years now. And I'm like, oh, it's lit over here. So um, ages is a uh, not a social construct but it is perspective right there's lots of perspective as you grow as you grow older right you gain perspective um i so you talked about this idea of like starting up and starting over in this season of life that you're in which i think is such a um such a like beautiful uh short and witty <laughs> way to name the season and chapter of your life and so could you share with our listeners a little bit about the pivots and transitions or maybe the catalyst that led you into this sort of season of starting up and starting over because I think that it sounds as if this whole season right is really about like being sort of in this transition or constant state of evolution so I'm curious to know what was the catalyst that let you know like oh I'm transitioning into a new season and that allowed you to sort of welcome and embrace the season that you're walking into yeah I'm going to say I consider this season all of 2023. And so to give you, make a very, very long story short, at the top of the year, I had a very profound dream. What I didn't know was that that dream was literally going to be unfolding month by month. So I, for the first time, can take you through very peak events of my life since January. But what I've learned mm -hmm. through reflecting over those events is that each event has been leading me to the will of God for my life, but it's been pulling me away from everything I thought was going to happen and how it was going to go. And so in understanding that, 
I've I've had to let go. I've had to let go. And so I think for those that are in a similar season, you're like, well, like you asked, like, how did you how did you get here? When you start seeing that this thing ain't going the way you thought it was going to go, there, there's something happening and there's something that I feel like we all need to yield to and lean into because what we thought was good may be good, but there's actually greater to this other side. And so to be specific about one of the things I'm having to start up over, start up and start over on, it's, it's business. Um, mm-hmm. But in, in starting up and over in business, I'm learning that there are other places of my life that I have neglected for the last five years unknowingly. And so I would also call this like very humbling. And mm-hmm. to be more specific, like the housing process, like I'm in that process right now. And it's not even the process of the home that's got me. It's what does my financial life look like? I'm trying to be a wife and a mother and this looks like this. No, I need to pump the brakes. Like, let me really get me together. And then we'll talk about all that extra stuff later. But I think it's beautiful for those that are in a similar situation. This is where you need to yield and lean into it because you're not only going to gain the tools that you need for where you're going, but you're going to learn to eventually continue to open your hands slowly. And as you do that, you'll end up right where you're supposed to be. I don't know what the end looks like, but I know um, I got peace about where I'm going. I know where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I think that sort of like you said, like it's this, this uh, constant like surrendering and yielding to be like, God, you know, I thought I knew how this was going to work out. I, Heard, I heard the instruction. I, I had the vision. I know that I received those things clearly. I feel peace about what I heard or saw or received from you. And I actually don't know how this is going to play out. Nope. And I thought I did. I thought that I had a good grip on that. And right. So it's that like, um, and I think the, the that process is hard, right? Like to own that, the letting go, the yielding, the having to like be humble, humble enough to say like, actually, I haven't gotten this right. And I need to start over. I need to refresh, right? I need to, to recalculate and recalibrate that all of that is not an easy thing. And it is not an overnight process either, right? That this, you said like, this has been my season for the whole year and we're in month 11 of the year, right? And you're still like, you know, I'm letting go of a lot of stuff. Not sure, not sure what else is going on, but I just know I'm letting go of a lot of stuff, right? And so to own that, it's not easy. It's worth it, but it is not easy. And it's not an overnight experience or process, which I, which isn't easy to hear if you're walking through that currently. Right. But to encourage right, our listeners that like, there's other folks that are in similar spaces um, and, and understand, right. And can, and feel and, and know that intimately of like, all right, cool. This not playing out the way I thought you got it. God. Yeah, I'm gonna step back and let you do what you do. Like you can do your big, right? You can do your big one for me, and you can do it better than I could. So you got it, right? Um, so as we, Amber, as we come to a close, um, we close every permission to pivot podcast episode the same way. Um, so I have a statement for you. Want you to finish the statement um, with whatever feels good and right in this moment, and you can elaborate as much or as little as you need to. So the statement is, I have permission to. I have permission to start over and it doesn't have to be perfect. 
it doesn't have to be the way I thought it would be as long as it's where I'm supposed to be. Um, and you were talking before you asked that question and what was coming to me, I don't know why this is coming to you, I'm gonna be obedient. Um, it's easy to say I'm starting up and I'm starting over. And it's easy to say I'm yielding to this process, but how do you yield to this the process? I'm, I'm feeling that some are like thinking, how do I do that though? For me right now, it is humbling myself. It is crying. It is journaling with tear-stained papers. It is calling on my people, which my people know. Jasmine knows. I'm super like just straight with it. Like, I just failed an exam for the fourth time by one point. And I'm 30. And I'm looking at my other counterparts who've been in the game for a very long time and are well off. But that, that reminder of having permission to start over and it doesn't have to look like theirs or the way I think it's supposed to be as long as it ends up being what it needs to be. So running your race and staying in your lane and yielding to whatever your process looks like, whatever it looks like. Yeah, I love that. Um, and like you said, like it doesn't have to be perfect. I think starting over is often messy and complex for a lot of different reasons. Um, and so just embracing, giving yourself permission to start over and to embrace that process fully, right? That like, it's going to be challenging and it's going to be messy and it's probably going to be emotional and like, you're going to feel big feelings and, and you rightfully so, right? And that like, even in that, you can still be growing, evolving and getting closer to, right? Like where you're supposed to be in the timing that you're supposed to be there too. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, Amber, could you let our listeners know how they can find you, connect with you, what you got going on? Yeah. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna direct you to Instagram, but before I give you my my handle, I do want to let you know these days and starting over, I'm imperfectly showing up there. Um. So, so just just be aware when when you go and you're like, well, she ain't been on in like a two weeks or a month. Like that's the truth. I'll be on more consistently when I feel like I can find my footing in this thing. But my handle is Amber N Underwood on Instagram. Um, my website is www.amberinunderwood. Yeah, I'm on Facebook, but you can really find me on Instagram and then reaching out the website. So yeah. Cool. Excellent. Well, Amber, I want to take a moment to honor you, give you your flowers. Um, it, it is always a good time. Like, y'all just don't know. Me and this girl, we go way, way, way back. And it is always just a, such a pleasure and a joy to get to connect with you, to be in conversation with you. Because um, I just think we have fun in our conversations, but there's also lots of wisdom and insight that comes out of it. And so um, thank you so much for showing up as a friend every time I call, right? Um, being willing um, to always just be like, I got you. Like, what do you need from me? Um, I recognize that there are lots of women out here who are looking for friends and sisters like you that don't have them. And so I am grateful to have a friend, a sister, a partner, um, all of the things, right? <laughs> um, to do life with. Um, and I recognize like the value in that. And so thank you so much for just being such a strong and consistent force and presence in my life. I am better and stronger and more inspired um, because of who you are and how you show up. And so love you, love you, love you so much. 
Um, that she, is a wrap. She's trying to make me cry. We don't have time. <laughs> I'm trying not to cry. Um, that is a wrap for this episode. Hope that if you enjoyed it, that you like, subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend who you think might need it. Um, we look forward to continuing to engage with our wellness, mental health experts, and enthusiasts on season two, talking all about how to master your mental. We'll see you on the next episode of Permission to Pivot podcast. Thank you.